Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Josh here today. I'm going to be getting into a lot, a lot to cover. Mostly things I'm unbothered about, but there is one thing at the end that I will touch on that I am very, very upset about. But I've got Patriot Steelers to talk about. I'm making Week 14 NFL picks. Michigan offering Jim Harbaugh the bag, as well as the NC's attorney. Lots to get into. Let's start with last night's Thursday night game between the Patriots and the Steelers. So, prefacing this, going into this game, I thought it wasn't going to be a good game. Uh, this, you know, over-under, I believe, hit 30 and a half, uh, which was one of the lowest since the 90s. Um, I thought this is going to be bad offense going against each other. I mean, these are just two teams that have struggled recently um, putting up points. Um, New England, you know, essentially creating nothing on offense the past two games. Zero points against the Chargers. Uh, seven points against the Giants. And then even before that, Patriots against the Colts, six points. So just historic under 10 points they have been scoring. So here they are um, in this spot now against the uh, Steelers. Again, both teams playing a backup quarterback, Bailey Zappi and uh, Mitch Trubisky going at it in this one. So again, no high flyers here, nothing um, great offensively, I thought. But here we are, actually have ourselves a game. Now, albeit this isn't, to me, a great 21-18 game between two great teams, two great quarterbacks, it was this meh sort of 21-18 game between two not that good teams. So, Patriots won 21-18. Now, to me, that was the bigger story that the Patriots, who in their past three games combined couldn't even put up 21 points, now put up 21 points on the Steelers. A week ago, Khalil Mack looked dominant against this offensive line, and TJ Watt struggled against this off, against this offensive line. So you had that there. Um, again, to me, the Patriots, albeit not playing great, looked better. Bailey Zappi looked better than Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky didn't look good at all. Uh, Bailey Zappi at least looked somewhat comfortable in the pocket. His one interception was off a deflected pass, so I can't totally blame Bailey uh, for the throw. Um, But here, uh, just some, I think, questionable calls by the Steelers. Uh, One of them, uh, you know, I'm going to question two calls, really. Uh, One of them is, you know, you are there at the New England two, uh, my bad, the New England eight-yard line. It's fourth and two. You haven't really been able to do anything on offense all night. You haven't converted a fourth down until this point. So here we are, fourth and two. I said to take the field goal because it's a two-possession game. You're going to have to get a field goal touchdown regardless. Might as well make it 21-13. What happens They go for it, bad play call, bad play design, doesn't work out. What happens immediately? Uh, New England three and out, blocked punt, 
Then they get a touchdown, get the two point. It's 21-18. They have to punt again, turnover on downs, and then the game's over. So that wasted opportunity, that you should have kicked the field goal. I was yelling that at my screen. Kick the field goal um, because, you know, when we turn it over on downs to essentially give it back to Tampa Bay to end the game, it was another fourth and two, another bad play call, bad play design where it's a deep pass to Deontay Johnson trying to get a, you know, pass interference call that didn't happen. So it's like, hey, you got to call the game better than that. But this here is a coaching mismatch. So, again, I think the Steelers are in, uh terribly wrong. And now the Steelers looked, have been humiliated two weeks in a row. So they lost to a last week 2-10 team. The Arizona Cardinals picked up their third one against them. Patriots coming into this week, 2-10. They just picked up their third team. To lose at home. They were at home both games. To lose both games to 2-10 opponents at home, it's mind-boggling to me. It's just crazy. I'll bite Mitch Trubisky in their majority. He is not the guy. But to be out coached two weeks in a row, Mike Tomlin, this is not a good look. Now, to me, Mike Tomlin isn't a great coach. Uh, to me, he's pretty overrated. Now, everybody wants to talk about the, oh, he's never had a losing season. Like, that predicates success. Well, guess what? Bill Belichick against Mike Tomlin in his career, including last night's result, a whopping 10-3 and versus Mike Tomlin when they've been matched up. Yeah. Advantage Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick hasn't looked great and has been outcoached almost every game this season. But it comes to Mike Tomlin, who has a better team and roster than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick can still outclass him, which is embarrassing. But here's the thing here. Can we look at Mike Tomlin? is a very elite head coach. No, we can look at him as a successful, good head coach, but he's not elite. So, you know, this man, Mike Tomlin, inherited, you know, uh, Bill Cowher's team for the Steelers. What did he do immediately? Lose a wild card round the following year, win the Super Bowl. Uh, again, some of those same players, they lost the Super Bowl a couple of years later. But since that moment when they have lost the Super Bowl to me, they have not been the same team. Following your loss, the wild card, missed the playoffs. Uh, then they had, you know, a really new team that wasn't the San Antonio Holmes, Hines Ward uh, group. It was the Antonio Brown, the Triple B, uh, Le'Veon Bell, lose wild card, lose divisional, get smoked in the conference championship by the Patriots, lose divisional, miss the playoffs twice, uh, bad offenses in two seasons, lose the wild card both years, miss the playoffs. So. Again, this is not the early Tomlin of his career where he had great players on his team. Uh, since then, he has been out coached. Not a good look for Mike Tomlin and this Pittsburgh Steelers team to lose games in this fashion. I'm sorry. Uh, you cannot do that. You have a chance very easily to be 9-4 uh, and four at this point in the season beating two tomato cans, two not good teams, and you can't do that. And now the road doesn't get any tougher. Those two wins kind of, to me, guarantee your playoff spot at 9-4. and four. You still have a chance to steal the division. Now that's obviously not the case. They play the Colts next week, tough game. Steel or Bengals the following week. We'll see the Seahawks 
at Seattle and then at the Ravens. So three of their next four are away. Tough stretch for this team especially to figure out. If it was any other elite team, we'd be thinking, hey, they can win those games. But since it's the Steelers, uh, it's not given. And now to the flip side, the Patriots. I'm glad they got the win. Again, there's really no tanking in the NFL. But New England still had a chance if they lose that game to get the number one overall pick, get the Caleb Williams. They couldn't even tank right. Um, so it looks like Bears are going to get that pick uh, now because of the Panthers being terrible. I don't think the Patriots are going to win any of more of their games. Maybe the Jets at the end of the year somehow give the Jets a better pick than them. Um, but to me, that's a game, hey, you were competitive there in the fourth quarter. Let's lose it. But I think even if they try to lose it, I don't even think the Steelers could take it from them. That's how poor the Steelers played and Mike Tomlin played. I mean, it was just bad news all around for this team. Again, it was more exciting than I thought it would be, but this still was not a good football game. One, I'm like, wow, that was that was fun to watch, even though it was close. It was two bad offenses going at it, two struggling teams. So that's my reaction uh, to yesterday. Now, time to make some picks. Week 14 NFL picks coming at you. I feel confident about this. Have to get back on track after yesterday and the just really brutal loss of picking the Steelers. So here we go. Let's cook it up. First off, big divisional game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Atlanta Falcons. Bucks 6-6. Six and six. Bucken, or I should say this, Falcons 6-6, six and six, Bucks 5-7. and seven. Battle here for first place in the division. Uh, Buccaneers won this matchup earlier in the season. Um, so, again, uh, big, big game. Uh, actually, my bad, they lost earlier in the season. Um, the Bucks, my bad, misspoke there, 16-13, they lost. So this is a big one as the Falcons can essentially take a three-game lead on this division on them. Uh, I think they go ahead and win this game. I think Mike Evans has been fantastic. Expect another big game for him this week with the Falcons' corners. A.J. Terrell, Jeff Okuda probably not stepping in. But the uh, Buccaneers against the spread, four straight losses, outright losses. So they don't inspire a lot of faith in me. It is in... Atlanta, the hot start by the Bucks have really cooled off. It's crazy they're still in a position to win this division, need to win this weekend. However, I just don't think they get it done. I don't see it. I picked the Bucks, been burned the last few weeks. Falcons are starting to pick it up again. Bijan Robinson. I like the Falcons in this one. Next, Detroit and Chicago. A lot of people, a lot of sharp money is on Chicago this week. Lions are the favorite, three-and-a-half-point favorite, but a lot of people still like Chicago in this matchup. I don't. I don't like when teams face each other in short succession over a month span. I think the team that wins has the edge and actually wins again. Uh, We see a couple of these actually this weekend. The first one is the Lions-Bears. I believe the Lions win. Kind of took the Bears for granted. Um... And now they're coming off a dogfight against the Saints, which they should have blown them out. I believe they win, get back on track. Aiden Hutchinson pressures. Justin Fields has a good week. And the Bears, uh, again, 1-8, and eight, 
against the spread in her past nine games following a bye week. That doesn't prove out well for them. I like Detroit to win this one, even though quite a few are picking Chicago. I like Detroit uh, to win and control this one. A lot of people talking about bad weather. Jared Goff, hey, Jared Goff, bad weather last year, Lambeau Field. Picked it up second half of the season, won some road games. I believe the myth against shattered this weekend. Next, Indianapolis and Cincinnati. So last week I was against Indianapolis. However, they won uh, thanks to Tennessee's, you know, miscues and malfunctions. Bengals, great Monday night game. Jake Browning was really good. So here, still Jake Browning, Gardner Minshew, no Jonathan Taylor this week. Uh, That's good news for the Bengals as they're one of the worst rush defenses in the league. So these two teams going at it, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, Colts are the favorite. They have covered in four straight games. One point favorite. That means they kind of have to win outright here. Don't like a one point game 21-20. I think Cincinnati wins. It's in Cincy. I think they got some mojo from that Monday night win. And I don't know if Joe Burrow could come back. I know they placed him on IR with the hand surgery. But by the time a playoffs comes around, that would be around six, seven weeks. Uh, is there a chance he comes back from playoffs? I'm just saying. Uh, I, can Jake Browning lead them to the playoffs still? Be a great story. I think Cincinnati gets a win this weekend. Jacksonville. Cleveland. I'm picking Cleveland in this one. Uh, What scares me is the Trevor Lawrence injury. Uh, They say he could play. I don't like that considering he could barely walk off the field. Has been nursing a knee injury, now has this ankle injury, and he's going against the, you know, number one defense at home this season. And what team that just got lit up last week against the Rams, I believe Miles Garrett and crew come out, Denzel Ward, a lockdown if Trevor Lawrence plays. That's dangerous because no Christian Kirk. You're down to your third string left tackle. This could get dangerous. And Joe Flacco uh, actually looked good last week. Can't believe it. Uh, you know, for a majority of the game, didn't look bad. I believe they can get this win. Also, Browns 8-1-1 against the spread in their last 10 games following a loss. I like it. Uh, three-point home favorites. I like the Browns to get the win here, regardless if Trevor Lawrence plays or not. No, it's a game-time decision, but if he does play, he could get hurt even more. Next up, Carolina and New Orleans. Carolina's 1-11. New Orleans, you know, should win. They should. They win. They're still alive for the division. However, the Panthers can, I think, play a little more freely, considering, hey, Patriots... Can't get that one seed right now. We can win another game. Uh, And, again, they're not playing for the number one pick because it's going to the Bears. So might as well try to win a game. Uh, Saints, Derek Carr out this week um, in concussion protocol. And Taysom Hill dealing with injuries. Who knows if he plays or not. So Jameis Winston has been named the starter. So there you go. I believe the Saints are terrible, especially at home 0-5 against the spread. Only home team to not cover this year. I expect that to continue. Chuba Hubbard playing a little better, getting a little more comfortable, uh, helping out his quarterback, Bryce Young. I expect that to continue. I like Carolina, big underdog here against New Orleans, to win this game outright. I think they get their second win of the season. 
Uh, I'm not high on New Orleans this week. A bad team picked them too many times and been burned, kind of like Tampa Bay. Again, it might be an NFC South team, but divisional opponent could get wonky. Give me Carolina. Houston and the Jets is next. Give me Houston. Uh, Picked the Jets last week against the Falcons. Did me dirty. Zach Wilson is playing. Again, he is the best quarterback on the team that is healthy, so he gives them the best chance to win. Make no mistake about it. But still, uh, this offense struggles. I believe this defense uh, could put C.J. Stroud in a blender, make him confused. But when it comes down to making plays and winning the game, guess what? Zach Wilson and the offense can't do it. I like the Jets. I mean, my God, I like the Texans uh, in this game to get the win. Next up, Rams and Ravens. So we kind of all know the story right now is that Lamar Jackson's like 19-1 and against NFC teams in his career. This one at home. And isn't it funny how he gets these games at home? He's got the... He had the Seahawks at home, the Lions at home, absolutely destroyed both those teams. Now at home, they get the Rams, and I believe they do the same thing to the Rams as they have done to the um, Lions and the Seahawks this season. I believe the Ravens get a big win here against the um, Rams. Rams are also 0-3 against the spread in their past three games as an underdog. Again, big underdog here, touchdown underdog. Um, Ravens, best-scoring defense, uh, top two in yards, uh, great defense. Um, I just think they're going to get after Matthew Stafford. Lamar Jackson's been dynamic, making plays. Give me the Ravens in this one. Next up, Minnesota-Las Vegas. Interesting game here. So Justin Jefferson is returning. They're coming off a of bye week, too. They're sticking with Josh Dobbs. Um, says they give him the best chance to win. So here you go. Can Josh Dobbs and Justin Jefferson create some magic here, get a win uh, for this team? Uh, it'll be interesting uh, because the Raiders have played a lot better since they fired Josh McDaniels. Um, however, I like the Vikings in this one. I believe they're playing for a little more, playing for a playoff spot, potential playoff spot. Um, still have two games against the Lions, which, hey, they can win. Anything can happen. Raiders, uh, meanwhile, this has been nice, nice run with your coach, um, Michael Pierce. But this win is going to the Vikings. Next up, Seattle and San Francisco. I really want to pick San- Seattle to win in this one. I don't think they will. I think they cover, but I think 49ers do win this game. Um, again, 18-point spread on Thanksgiving. And, again, this is one of the games I talked about where, similar to Detroit and Chicago, played recently. Here they are, these two teams that played recently. It's in San Francisco this time. I think San Francisco gets a win um, this weekend. I mean, this was once a game where Seattle was virtually a lock to win this one. Uh, with Russell Wilson, they won 17-21 matchups. Russell Wilson leaves, and now it's gone totally the Niners' way since then. So I believe that stays up. Uh, Seahawks move the ball against the Cowboys. Hopefully they show some signs of that life, uh, but I believe the Seahawks' defense isn't that good, and the Niners just move up and down the field on them. 
Next, Buffalo-Kansas City. To me, I think this is going to be the game of the week. Really good game. It's just been ruled that Isaiah Pacheco, running back for the Chiefs, has been ruled out. To me, that's sort of a big deal, considering he's been one of their best skill players on offense. I think second to Travis Kelsey, their most efficient runner. Uh, you know, Clyde, I think, looks good because of what Isaiah Pacheco has done, so not having him is a big deal. Um, but I think... The Bills have the better offense this year, passing offense with Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen has been better than Mahomes this year. Yes, all you Mahomes lovers, Mahomes riders, Mahomes homers, take that one to the bank, put it in. Bills are winning this one. I like the Bills a lot. They're a desperate team. They know if they lose this game, they're not making the playoffs. It's over. This is a must-win for the Bills. For the Chiefs, this is a must-win. And as I see their offense, it hasn't looked great. Bills also getting two of their safeties back um, this week, Deion Dawkins. Bills also haven't lost a game after a bye week under Sean McDermott. Give me the Bills to win this game. Next, Denver and the Chargers. Uh, so many times in years past, I would pick the Chargers to win this matchup. But here we go. Coaching mismatch, Sean Payton, greater than Brandon Staley. Uh, Chargers better team, but what have we seen? Sometimes better coaches is what pays off. Better coach is going to win this weekend in the Broncos. Um, I just don't trust anything Brandon Staley does. Um, I think it's a close game, a tight one, but if it is a close game, you might as well not give the win to the Chargers because they don't win close games. It's going to the Broncos this weekend. Then another matchup. Next up, Eagles-Cowboys. Sunday night, great, great matchup here. Again, Eagles-Cowboys. So, again, about a month ago, Eagles beat the Cowboys. As I said, this is the third matchup of two teams recently have played, and I picked two repeat winners. This is the one I'm going against the grain. So, initially, I picked Dallas to win. Dallas could have won if Dak doesn't run out of bounds. They throw a ball to the end zone and not to CD Lamb five yards short. Cowboys did outgame the Eagles in that game. And I believe the Cowboys outgame them and win this game. I think this is a close game between these two teams. Don't think it's panic mode if we Eagles lose or anything like that. Um, but I think the Cowboys are a great team right now. They're playing great. Dak Prescott, um, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson are all playing good. This suspect secondary uh, in Philly is going to Dallas, where Dallas hasn't lost a home game. This year, dating back to, I think, last year as well, they've just been very good in Dallas where they played again 8-2 and two against the spread as favorites this season, 25-10 and 10 as favorites the past three seasons. They like being a home favorite. That's what they are. Give me the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. So there you have it. Those are my Week 14 NFL picks. But not done yet. Now moving on to college football, and specifically Michigan. So Michigan offered Jim Harbaugh a five-year, $55 million deal. For those people who can't do math, that is around $11 million per year would make them one of the highest paid in the college coaches right there with Nick Saban. I think it's a great deal. However, there, you know, is reports that, you know, every day it's better for Michigan. He signs this, you know, rumor I heard yesterday, too, is 
He wants to sign it. He loves being in Michigan and Ann Arbor. He gets to spend a lot of time with his family. That's something he values. However, still wants to win a Super Bowl. However, there's going to be teams that need him. But can you realistically win a Super Bowl in the next five years with these teams? One, Carolina Panthers obviously fired their head coach this year. Um, need a quarter, need a uh, coach to come in. I don't think Harbaugh can do it. I think uh, Harbaugh would be the best coach in this division. However, I don't know if Bryce Young is the guy versus pieces on there. I think, again, they could ascend to the Falcons to be one of the better teams in this division. However, there's other teams in this conference, such as the Lions, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Niners, that I think are set up better right now and for years to come. Um, Again, with their ownership and management, I like a lot more. The Shanahan's, the Lynch's, the Holmes, the Dan Campbell's, the Jerry Jones, you know, Howie Roseman's, more than I do the, you know, David Tepper and Scott Fitter. Another one, Raiders, if they don't keep Michael Pierce. Who wants to go to a division where your quarterback is unchecked right now, could be Aiden O'Connell, and the other quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, then Patrick Mahomes, you have to play those guys six times a year. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun six times a year. Don't know why he would go there. Chicago Bears, again, similar uh, to the uh, Panther situation. However, he's in a better division where Jordan Love is ascending. Could this Packers team really be good for a long time considering the youth move- movement they have? And I think the Lions are a team that has staying power as well. Again, he did play for Chicago. However, I don't know if I see him there going there. Again, they throw out the Patriots in case Bill Belichick goes. Don't like that one. I don't think that'd be a good fit. Again, Jets similar. Washington Commanders is another one thrown out if they fire Ron Rivera. Is Sam Howell the guy? Do you want to be in a division with Dallas and... Philly, when they had their superstar quarterbacks for the next 10-plus years, and you've got Sam Howell in problems there in Washington. Just saying, um, I wouldn't go there. The jobs I would go to for Jim are the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't know if either of them will be available. I think the Chargers should definitely be available. We'll see. I don't think it would be smart for him to take a deal in college. I think him at Michigan – is the perfect fit. He's great for college football. Um, again, selfishly, I think he should stay at Michigan. And unselfishly, too. I uh, think he's great for the sport. Next up. NBA in-season tournament. So we come down to the final, which is tomorrow. And i got to be honest with you, this has been very exciting, this in-season tournament. The uh, Soccer-style type groups and winners advancing to the quarterfinal semis and then the championship tomorrow. I think it's been exciting. I think there was, you know, some buy-in needed for the players. And, you know, speaking of what KD said after the loss to the Lakers the other night, it's just it felt like a playoff atmosphere. And watching these games, too, it feels like a playoff game. The crowd's into it. The players are uh, more hyped for it. They're playing harder. Uh Refs not calling as much, which I like. So it feels like playoff basketball in the middle of a season. Gets me to watch a little more NBA regular season. Typically don't care about it, but this has generated interest, which is what Adam Silver wanted. So in that, it's great. And they have great teams in there. They have LeBron and the Lakers uh, that made it. They had KD, Booker, and the Suns. They had the hot start Kings. 
um, the Giannis and the Bucks, you know, the Celtics, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, the Pacers. So last night was the semis. Lakers won. They've been the best team in the overall tournament so far, uh, not just the West. And then the Pacers knocked off the Bucks to beat the one. So it's the championship tomorrow between the Lakers and the Pacers. I'm going Lakers in the championship. LeBron and this team are so bought into this and love playing in it that I think the Pacers are really good. Again, Halliburton is playing great. Miles Turner. Um, I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup. Uh, but again, Lakers, LeBron, really playing hard for this. Uh, they get the win. Now moving on to my last subject, which is the one I didn't mention in the open, but one I'm extremely bothered about. And that has to do with Live Golf and John Rahm. Now going over to Live that yesterday or Wednesday, I believe it was, or no, no, it was yesterday actually. I was extremely upset about this. So again, new listeners, not a fan of Live Golf. Uh, just again, don't like it. However, Rom has now joined Live Golf, which to me is their biggest signing to date. I believe it's been reported anywhere from like $300 million to $500 million deal that he got, which is insane for a golfer. So he has joined over there. Um, and to me, it's funny because, you know, of what he said earlier this year, and everybody, of course, bringing back the flashback. And I'm not going to read everything he said because he's been very outspoken against Liv in the entirety. Him and Rory have been the two biggest outspoken ones. Um, John Rahm said, and I quote, Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. Would my lifestyle change if I got $400 million? Not one bit. End of quote. That is what John Rahm said. But what happened yesterday? John Rahm wearing a Liv Letterman jacket, shaking hands with evil personified himself, Greg Norman, gets it. Now, this was rumored for a couple of weeks. I believe Alan Shipnuck reported it. Hey, Phil Mickelson's trying to get him over. And he was right after reports of Phil Mickelson denying it because Phil Mickelson is a liar in his entirety of a being. His sole essence here is to lie to people. So there you go. And to me, it's funny because live, uh, everybody's, you know, persona of live. The only one who's been completely honest about it is Brooks Kepka. The only one I still root for when he goes on the majors and plays now is Brooks. And I'll get to that in just a second, but everybody for, you know, you know, Phil Mickelson, Vogel against the PGA, Bryson DeChambeau a little bit as well. Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, those cluster of fools. Um, But a lot of them talk about growing the game of golf. Rom said it wasn't about the PGA tour. It was about not the money either. It was about growing the game of golf. So since Liv has joined, their numbers have been terrible. Uh, I believe their average audience is around 290,000 viewers. Uh, small attendances to 40,000 for events uh, compared to the tours, you know, 
you know, 5 million average viewer um, and hundreds of thousands of people going to PJ Tour events. So PJ Tour is more popular. Growing the game of golf, that's done by PG Tour, and it's really done by stars, not by Liv, who know who watches that on a C-dub or a YouTube channel. I mean, come on. Uh, but I don't like that reason of growing the game of golf because it's not true. Liv has not grown the game of golf. Uh, if you have a brain and a conscience and can read the articles, how people really think of Liv, they're turned off by the idea. They don't like it. Uh, they don't feel like it's growing the game of golf. You know, it's, you know, whitewashing their brand, all that. And again, I liken it to, you know, XFL, you know, arena football. Imagine if they offered Patrick Mahomes a $750 million contract and Patrick Mahomes signed with the XFL over the NFL. Would you still be applauding Patrick Mahomes or would you say, oh, what a loss it is for a sport? So, I mean, standard goes both ways. Is he growing the game of golf, John Rom? No. He's not going to be growing the game of golf with this move. It's, to me, the most dumb answer I've ever heard in my life for someone to say that because it's the opposite of growing the game of golf. It's hindering the game of golf. It's hurting the game of golf. You still want to be part of a Ryder Cup, which Rory has now admitted that he wants him to be included and to change the rules now. You're a stickler for the rules a couple of months ago, but now John Rahm, your buddy, goes over there and says, like, yeah, we've got to change the rules. So... I don't like it. I also don't like it because I thought there was a merger in place. Um, don't know what's going on with that, but you know, golf is just very shady right now. Everything's going on. I don't like, um, you know, kind of turned off by the whole game of golf um, right now. Again, the only person who I respect's come out truthfully is Brooks Kepka because he did it for the money because the injuries he's been through, but. You know, he's the only one come, you know, interview time and playing the majors, not wearing the Liv Letterman jacket and the logos and the backdrop. He's still wearing his Nike stuff. It's like, hey, he's still real. These other guys, phony baloney. That's what John Rahm is, Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson, Sergio Garcia, Greg Norman. They're a bunch of tools is what they are. So no respect over there to them. Uh, again, don't agree with the decision. You're not growing the game of golf. Uh, still sticking with the PJ Tour and their format and how they're running things. Because again, it's worked for a hundred years, so we'll see. Um, looking forward to uh, full swing season two and hopefully more exciting golf news. That's not poaching a player. So we'll see. Other news as well before I leave, Shohei Otani decision is imminent. We'll see where he goes. Seems to be between the Blue Jays and Dodgers. Personally, if it is between those two, please sign with the Blue Jays. This has been Unbothered. Hope you all have a great weekend. lot of football on this weekend. Exciting, great games actually. I'm looking forward to all of them. Having them corners of the TV, phone, checking up on all of them, fantasy, all that it's going to be great. Oh, and lastly, Heisman tomorrow. Jaden Daniels should win it. That's my vote. There you go. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.